Hi, K-Watchers. It's Leanne. Hi, everyone. It's Juliet. Welcome to the K-Watch Party. Today, we have Singles Inferno episodes 10 and 11. We are wrapping things up on the island, and we have our final couples. Round and round, Guanyi Island we go. Let's get into it. So what's been going on? Have you been watching anything interesting besides the finale of Singles Inferno? Uh, I mean, nothing more interesting than the finale of Singles Inferno. I We've been watching The Brother's Son mm. on Netflix. I yes, know that's been too. popular right now. And it's, uh, I just, it's a great show. I, I think now that we are recappers, I watch it with a very critical eye. Because right. the main guy is supposed to be the son of the top triad leader, right. gangster in Taiwan. And he is literally the worst gangster I've ever seen. They have no security. He just lets his, his mom and little brother run around town. Like, he's just the worst. He just lets his eyebrows do all of the intimidating. Yeah, I mean, he's very nice to look at, I must say. Uh, but really, the, the show has gotten me nostalgic for the food I grew up with. Because, mm. you know, this is, this is a show, and I think this is what draws us to the Korean content is like these are shows made by Koreans with Koreans in them like right and so it's very authentic to like your experience yes, right it's not a white person writing the script not having any idea what they're talking they're probably if the, if a white person was writing the script they would have put like chow mein and um, orange chicken <laughs> right uh, but from Trader Joe's <laughs> exactly but this is like you know showrunner is Chinese and from, I think like Taiwan American Chinese yeah, which, which is, is for those of you who don't know that's Leanne. <laughs> well, I'm half actually. I uh, I'm half. My mom is from Taiwan, but not like Taiwanese. It's a whole thing. And then my dad is actually from Hong Kong. But I grew up oh, with a lot of like. I didn't know that. You didn't. No. It was like a crucial part of my identity. Yeah, you know, we just say like, oh, you're Chinese. Yeah, I, just, I don't don't even know about the distinctions. You basically Chinese washed me. Uh, yes. I do not appreciate that. But anyway, the food is so reminiscent of how I grew up. Mm. And so I, I get why when you watch these Korean shows, you feel very attached to them. Because I watch the show and I'm like, that's the food that I ate. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, it makes me want to cook it. Something I've been trying to articulate and I don't know that I get it across, but you know, when I see things like that, it is kind of healing for me, mm -hmm, right? Because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, this is me and yes. my experience, my culture, and it's on an international screen or, you know, at least a national screen. And there's, and people want to watch this, yeah. which I think we haven't grown up with, which is why it has made it so beautiful for us now as adults. To see. Right. Um, and yeah, so I've just been a lot more immersed in Korean stuff than Chinese stuff. And so to see like Chinese stuff that is very uh, true to my childhood upbringing is great. The other thing actually in the same vein is I'm reading this book called Stay True by Hua Xu. And he's exactly like me. He's just a few years older. His parents came as students in the 70s. That's that whole wave of like Taiwan uh, immigrants coming here to study. That's my mom and dad. And it's a great book written so well it's not, fiction it's no it's kind of like a memoir of his time with his best friend from college oh yes yeah. I have uh, read about this book yeah um, it's excellent I, I would recommend it so yeah no that's about it and then you know we are testing into other shows to recap we haven't landed on anything no. yet clock is ticking clock uh, is ticking so, yeah. but there just is a real dearth of good dating reality shows yeah Korean dating reality shows maybe that's too too much of a niche so yeah brother son stay true if you uh want some good wrecks on tv and books right now sad to say though that singles inferno is 
come, has come to an end. We were putting off watching the last two episodes for a long time. It's, a, it's been, what, two weeks now that yeah. it's aired and I'm sure people um, are, have moved past it. But hopefully this will be fun to relive. I think it's always fun to like listen back to what happened. I thought it was a great payoff. I think this was one of the best reality show payoffs I've seen in a long time. I don't know. How about you? Actually, I think the show should have been called the Kwani Derby because he was the most interesting character. And I, I really felt like the entire show revolved around him. Yeah. No, all the the majority of the women went for him. All the men, other men were left in the dust. And all the content bit. was about him because he was so interesting and entertaining, infuriating at some times, yes. but it was fun to watch. Which makes for a good reality character. Let's do highs and lows again. Yep. Okay. So episode 10, just to recap what happened on episodes 10 and 11. We are basically watching the last of our paradise dates. We watched the morning of Kwon Hee and Hesong's date in paradise. We finally get to see Ha Jung and Lip Tint Habin's paradise date, finally. And we see Minji and Mingyu's last paradise date as well. So we see those three paradise dates in episode 10. We're also wrapping things up on the island in Inferno. And then in episode 11, we get our final picks. A lot of in between, but then we finally get our final picks. Let's start with episode 10. Any highs for you in episode 10? I want to caveat. My high is for entertainment value. But that scene when Dollface Cutie was talking to Minu Ogre and she called him, oh, you're like the Kwani type. Yeah. And how pissed she was at him, pissed off she was, that he told her that he was waffling between her and Jenny, but if, essentially decided to pick Jenny. Yeah. And she was so upset. That was so fun to watch. It was... But painful, like awkward. <laughs> I know. Because I definitely had that as, like my lows were imprisonment of people like it felt like he was in an interrogation room beauty is like interrogating there's like there might as well be like a naked light bulb with a chain on the top at the coming out from the ceiling she's like light turns on where were you the night of yeah the way that she was talking sounded like one of those gangsters i was like oh i don't like guys who don't listen to me i told you don't do anything funny stay put i told you to stay put you didn't stay put she would be like, yeah, record your, your final goodbyes. You'd be swimming with the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> You're swimming with the goobies. Is that what, what that fish is with the kulbi? Kulbis. Yeah, no, she was so scary, but also so entertaining because it's actually what we're watching is a woman whose mind is getting literally blown. Right. She had no idea yeah, that this was no happening. Idea. Like under her nose too. She just wasn't paying attention because she felt so secure in... Minu's attraction to her right. and she thought she caught him as her big fish on that paradise yacht yeah. well and then the panelists were saying somebody like cutie probably has never been rejected mm -hmm. and so it's really tough for her to take that and be pitted against another woman and feel like she lost and she's like oh you're weighing your options you know this is a girl that's never been weighed She's not been put on a scale. Right. Like she is well, always. Well, she weighs nothing. So then. <laughs> so you think she would lose because the other <laughs> person would be heavier. But she was laughing like a crazy person. He looked so scared. He looked truly frightened at that point. 
I mean, Dex basically drags her for it. Dex on the panel later is like, she was so disrespectful. Very condescending. Yeah. He did not like that at all. And I, we love him for speaking the truth. Yep. And then, so yeah, she basically won't let him go. So my high coming off of this, Shion, Jenny, sticking up for herself, taking her fate into her own hands, right? Because Minu is now stuck in this prison right. with cutie grilling him and <laughs> laughing at him Shackled like she's a bed. joker and she and of course previous to this was talking to Wonik. oh just leave her alone i mean their conversation is so awkward because she is so done at this point she is so obviously done and disengaged with him yeah and uh, i mean to his credit, he probably was like, what else am I going to be doing? Who else will I talk to? Let me just try. Try, try but again. he had to have known she was. she's so not into him. Her expression looked like she's like, just kill me right now. <laughs> it's a war of attrition for him. And he's just, you know, eking it out one mile at a time. Although I did see a YouTube thing later that said that, um, that Hezon said that Wanik, the realtor, is really interesting. And she's like, he's actually a really great conversationalist, but they cut out so much of that. I mean, a lot of these people probably didn't, a lot of their scenes got put onto the editing floor because they weren't entertaining enough for reality TV, but I'm sure he was an interesting person. I think Xi'an is the kind of girl who's looking for more of a sweet guy versus an interesting conversationalist. <laughs> That's the vibe I'm getting from Xi'an. So yeah, my high was Xi'an, you know, who's kind of like taking a backseat to everybody. She's kind of let things play out. She knew that Gyuri and Minu were talking in the container and she was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to do something about this. And Country Hulk was like, yeah, let's go together. Look out for yourself. He kind of gave her a little pep talk. And she went in there. That's a really hard thing to do. Yeah, I was so impressed by that. Yeah. She, and and then. And then equally impressed by Dollface, who's like, no, you can't come in. I was like, oh, this girl's got balls. Yeah. I got to waterboard him first before I release him. I know he's just like blinking furiously at Xi'an to get him, her to save him. So one thing I noticed is that Jenny called cutie. She didn't say cutie unni. And I'm not sure if actually, I don't know what the age difference is, but she didn't, she called her cutie nim, which is oh. a very formal way to address her. This is when, when, she, when she was, she, she was talking to Minu Ogre about it. Oh, uh-huh. And so Jenny slash Xi'an called her cutie name which I think indicates she's not close to her they never engage so I, I thought that was a really interesting point even in the face of dark beauty she was strong and brave and I was really proud of her that was a high for me any any other highs another high was we're gonna jump a little bit but in the helicopter when Minji was trying again Minji Teletubby was trying again to talk to Kwani basketball and he maybe jokingly was like Stop talking to me. And, she, and then having Lipton over there was just like comically reenacting and just laughing at the whole thing. I just, that was pure comedy. Any lows from episode 10? Lipton and Foxy Bear. Oh, that was tough. Habin and Hajong. I was so hopeful though, because I when know. they first got there in my notes, I wrote, I liked them together. They mm -hmm. were kind of cute. And I, 
I know we've said a lot of bad things about Lipton, Habin, but I started to feel a little bit um, interested in him. I mean, he was like, he's a good looking guy. Mm -hmm. He seems kind of quirky, though we didn't get to see a lot of that. But man, he bombed that so bad. Oof, that was Oppenheimer style. (laughs) He, we do get to finally see his profession. Yes. That was fun. Yes. I was totally wrong about being a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just a run-of-the-mill I mean, actor. When you're that good looking in Korea, you're not going to be like, I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> it's crazy how badly he did on this date, especially with a powerhouse like Hajang. You don't go into a Hajang date unprepared. She straight She's up was like, like, "Did you? why didn't you write it down? Questions for Hajang. He gets a little tipsy, definitely by the night's end. Both of them are a little tipsy because what else are you going to do when nobody's talking to you? You're just going to drink. She asks him, why did you want to come here with me? And he just the worst answer. <laughs> I rewinded three times. I was like, what? What did he say? And it was such a non-answer. He was like talking in circles. I know a girl like Hajang wants to be told because you're pretty, because you're sweet. No, nothing about her. It was just felt like it was like, you know, some guys get drunk and get erectile dysfunction. He got drunk and got <laughs> erectile dysfunction of the personality. He could not get his personality to get up. I was shocked when he said, I had all these questions and then they just sort of, what did he say? Like, I didn't feel like I needed to ask them anymore. Yeah, he feels like he has already, like, he knows he likes her. But you know what? I also think he has been holding it in. Like, he's been tense for the last seven days being on Inferno. He's like, I can finally relax. You know, it's like back in the day when I would be prepping for finals or whatever. And then as soon as they were over, I would get sick. Because I would just, like, hold all that tension, not sleep for several days. And then my body would just collapse right. at the end of it. It's kind of like that. He probably was just like, I have no more energy to expend. But this was his moment to shine. Yeah. Yep. And he failed. He dropped the ball. And then what was that conversation that was going on when she was in bed? And he... And that's why I think he was really drunk. Uh, and he just like, like walked out in the middle of the conversation. She literally was feeding him lines. Like, you can ask me this question. You can say, oh, I don't know what to say, but I am interested in you. Nothing. And he's like, I don't know how to talk about my feelings. Yeah. She, again, plays therapist. Yes. This star player has been sitting around so bored playing therapist to everybody. It is such a waste of her talent. Quite a low. That was, yeah, that was a low. Any other lows for you? The low for me was how clueless these men are. The, that, the men's room is a dangerous room. <laughs> that way, it's actually hilarious. And, and they do a really good job editing it to pit like the conversation they're having against what really happened. So we, you know, we, everybody's back from paradise now. They're back in Inferno. All the men go into their, one of the bedrooms and they're like recapping everybody's dates and everyone's status. It is so scary because they are so dumb. Well, all of them. Yes. And Habin said, oh, yeah, we talked a lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and all the guys are like really excited for him. They're just feeding each other uninformed sides of the story. Another point that I'm not I'm not quite sure if it was a high or if it was a low. But when Kwani Basketball found out that Minji Teletubby was crying in mm-hmm. the helicopter, it was entertaining at, to say the least, you know, because he then, you could see the wheels turning and he's like, oh, wait, she's so into me. Maybe I should pick her. I think we could talk about it now. We're moving into episode 11. I've called it my high and low. It's the Guanis choose your own adventure right. of episode 11 right. where he is just going back and forth because he cannot make up his mind. 
And that conversation with Mingyu in the boys rundown is very influential right. to how he just spins in episode 11. There's this children's book that we got from you. It's called What Should Danny Do? And it's where the kid Danny, he has uh, different choices to make throughout the day and it leads to a different result. And I feel like this is, you know, like if you slap your sister because she ate your food, what is going to happen versus if you say, it's okay, I'll get a, you know, I'll get another one. And then your mom lets you go to the park, you know, like the different paths that you can take based on your behavior. And that's exactly what's going on in this guy's mind. He's like, well, if I pick Minji, who is my ideal type, how many times does he have to say that? She's going to be like that hot thing on my arm versus if I pick Hezon vitamin BBL, she's a marine type and she'll take care of me and she'll cook my food for me. And I want both. How right. do I get both? Right. I get it though. I, I get having a crush on two people at the same yeah. time for different reasons. Yeah. Right. So I don't fault him for it. It is just exhausting to watch. I, I mean, especially Minji. I mean, we love to hate her and I, she did not make me like her anymore this episode, but I can understand why she was so upset. Right. Because right. you, he goes into the room and he's like, oh no, I was thinking about you basically the whole time I was with vitamin BBL at the hotel. Which I think Paradise. is also true. Right. They, but like, I mean, you don't have he's to say just that. too honest. <laughs> he's too open about it. But it's also because he's so conflicted. Yes. He's like, it is true. I was thinking about you and I do actually want to spend time with you. But I was really having a good time while I was there too. Yeah. Hey, two things can be true. I agree with that. And so it is just, uh, we, we. I think it's just also because we don't see that often in these shows. We had a lot of one women men. Yeah, from the get-go. So to see a guy like Kwani kind of just being like waffly is not as common, I'd say. One of the highs from the Choose Your Own Adventure was, for me, Ha Jung and Kwan Hee coming to like having some closure yeah, they just like have a very mature conversation. Hajang being classic Hajang is like going round and round and come back to me. I yeah, and I thought I love when he was like Sarang Hesso, which is like, I used to love you. And she's like, Oh, you used to you loved me? <laughs> but you know, also Yeah, but this is also why Kwani, you love you love to hate him, but you also love to love him because yeah. there's something so genuine and fun and you know even with the crying later there's like he's he's a full full human and you get to see all of that it's fun and beautiful yeah like I felt like she walked away feeling good that she wasn't mistaken right that he did actually really like her and she wasn't fooling herself oh I saw a YouTube clip of it's like Esquire Korea her and Country Hulk Jin Seok they are drinking soju together it's really cute they have the a little question at the bottom of the soju um, shot glass and yeah. so you have to drink the whole thing to get to the question anyway they're asking the question and then somehow they got to this thing about how Jin Seok Country Hulk is always making fun of her you know like her expressions lip, her chin dip yeah and then he's like I'm gonna start doing that and then she's like no 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 that failed it didn't work don't do it <laughs> which is very cute you know she's just a girl who knows herself and it's really nice to watch yeah and I love that she you know, cried some tears, but she was over it. Yeah. And then the other high from the Kwan Hee carousel was his conversation with Hison, where he basically is telling her, I'm still kind of not sure. And she shuts him yeah. down. Yeah. Then I, pick Minji. Also, that silence. But he was 
he was shaking in his boots. He was shitting his pants. But I was confused because then she was like, was staring at him and then kind of broke character. I was like, oh, did I scare you? But I was like, what? No, this, keep him, keep, keep him, him on, his toes. on his toes. What are you doing? I know. And then he felt so relieved. But then again, that's still cold blooded killer moves right there. I it's know, like right. scare them, but then reel them back in. Everybody is like very skilled at this game's. He needs a little fear. He can't be thinking these girls are like, I right, think he's he, got it in the bag. Yeah. The, that fear oh. makes him really evaluate his own feelings. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the Kwani carousel went round and round. Before the picks, we see one last group hang around the fire and they kind of go around and they ask each other questions. Kwani is still poking at his son and being like, how do you feel about things? She won't give him an inch. One thing I was a little confused about is when he asked her, was there any moment that you want to go back to from this week? Mm -hmm. And she said, and the panelists also said, she thought that basketball, Kwani wanted her to pick the date that she went to paradise with Monique. He like was, go back and erase that or like change oh, that was it era- Oh, was it change? I think that changed. Oh, well, he didn't ask I'm- change, but he's like, he made it very vague. The Wanique one would be like, oh, I would go back to that moment where I picked Wanique. Oh. Because I should have picked you, I, I see. think. That's what he was I getting see. at. I'm not sure. She's like, the beginning. Yeah, the first day. <laughs> I'd start this all over again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you think that she's watching this now, especially that scene with, basketball and Minji Teletubby and she's looking at that thinking what the fuck you were telling her this in, like literally two seconds after you were with me you told her oh I was thinking about you I'm leaning towards you he, she he actually didn't even waffle in front of Minji but with right. with Hezon vitamin he did tell her a few times like oh I'm not really certain if we end up picking each other then, you know, he's the if boy with her. But with Minji, he was very kind of like straightforward about how he felt about her. Yeah, he definitely played the two of them differently, mm. which is what we saw from him. He definitely treated women yeah. very differently based on the kind of women they were. We are at the fireplace and Hesan is like thanking the group and she kind of cries a little bit, which leads into my next high, which is a man who cries. I was so touched by Quan. He's crying. How about you? You're looking at wow, me very shocked. Really? <laughs> I mean, I'm a crier. I feel uh, like you cry about external things, like watching a great uh, television ad or a movie. I cry at even like Bluey episodes. Oh, yeah, guys, watch. There's two Bluey episodes called Onesie and Copycat. So if you want a nice, good cry, go watch those two Bluey episodes. But I felt. Warm feelings towards him because of his tears. Mm. I think she did too. They synced with their tears, right. right? Are you a crier? Actually, I don't know this about you. I I get emotional about things. <laughs> like this is kind of a funny thing about yesterday. I was just thinking about my parents dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think as we age, we start to have those thoughts. And I have friends whose parents are passing. And just the thought of that like got me very emotional. And then <laughs> strangely thinking about what my life will look like when my kids get older. I don't know. It's like a very existential, I was having a big existential moment. Um, and, and so like when I think about really deep things like that, it makes me emotional. Did you cry? So I cried just like oh, by wow. myself. I was washing dishes and I just started crying. And it felt, I, I think it was one of those moments when I needed a good cry. Maybe I should go watch a Bluey episode. Uh-huh. Um, 
and also gives me a lot of, I think, understanding and appreciation for my parents the older I get. And so I was having that kind of moment. But I'm not a big, I'm not a big crier. Just on that vein, I was thinking about this the other day. We only have, I mean, depends on how old your parents are, but like if we're lucky, we have, you know, 10 to 15 birthdays left uh, with our parents alive. And so I think that is. And I think what's more heartbreaking about that is that because you and I live far away from our parents is that if we see them maybe three times a year, that's only about 30 more times, which is not a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you think about this also in the context of your own kids and you're like, they have a good what, 10 summers left mm-hmm. before they're out of your house. They're out of your house. And then I saw this other thing that was like, by the time they hit 10 years old, they're not going to want to spend every waking moment with you. I know. You know, and, and almost. I think when you and I talk about our kids is when we get emotional, even <laughs> though a lot of times we're like, get away from me. I need my space. But in the macro sense, it life is so long and yet is so short. And so I guess yeah. it's a good moment and reminder that we just have to embrace the time that we have with each other and carpe diem. <laughs> this is what Quan He does. He brings out he so many emotions. This is why he is, we love to hate him, but we also love to love him. He's I know. just, I mean, the show would not have been nearly as interesting if he was not there. Yeah. I mean, he most unexpectedly starts crying at the fireplace. Beauty has the most funny face when she turns around. She's like, are you crying? (laughs) She couldn't believe it. But then he said something about how he has to go to training the next day. (laughs) So they were like, oh, he's crying because he doesn't want to go to training. But what do you think was the reason he was crying? I think some people are moved by other people being emotional. Mm. And I think he was moved in particular because as he said about her on the paradise date, she moves him. They have a great conversation in the container later where he cries even more to her one-on-one, which is a very vulnerable kind of brave thing for a man to just be openly crying on TV. He, he puts his hat over his face a little bit to hide himself from the cameras. But yeah, I think there's something about her that moves him to tears. And it's to me a high, it was sweet to watch. I thought, yeah, I also think it's interesting that he views Minji as, I mean, he, he has said many times, she's my type, you know, she's my ideal, but Hezon Vitamin is, mm-hmm. you know, like the kind of woman he wants to marry. And I think there, there's something where he feels probably so comfortable, but also, I don't know, I don't know, how do you put that into words when you like can see a future with somebody? Mm-hmm. Right. Moves your heart versus moves your penis, you know? <laughs> so he keeps crying with Hison. They have a conversation in the container. What did you think about this conversation? Because everybody was a little bit, like the panelists were torn about what the meaning of this conversation was because the men believed this was a goodbye conversation and the women believed, like, why would you cry to a woman you're saying goodbye to? What, how did you feel about it at this point? I'm ashamed to admit I was with the men on the panel. I was like, oh, he's gonna, he's not gonna choose her. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he felt so badly to her because he liked her so much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you just said, his penis was moving him towards Minji. Yeah. And so it's, he, I'm imagining it like the arrow of a compass. <laughs> his penis I is mean, just back yeah. and forth, pointing in just two what? different directions. <laughs> Oh my God, the image. He's the opposite of hubby and he has no erectile dysfunction right, problems. Right, right. Uh, 
And so I was fully expecting him to pick Minji. Yeah. I was very torn. I was 50-50 because I could see that point of view. But I was also like, I think he's saying this to her because when he picks her tomorrow, he wants her to know that he did it from a place of, I really see you as a really good person. Mm. And I actually really, really like you. And don't think that I'm picking you because you yelled at me or yeah. for any other reason. So I, I was very torn yeah. of what I that mean, conversation was about. He probably felt so wronged. He, yeah, or that he had been kind of a jerk, jerk. or like he what his intentions were not seen by other people. Right. He, I'm sure he's a player, mm-hmm. but he doesn't see himself in that way. He's like, oh, I'm here to assess all of these women, uh-huh. and that's my job here. And speaking of which, I saw this other youtube clip of him where he was like oh i'm a lot of people have commented they don't know what was going on in my head so let me draw for you the image of of my brain and then he had one part minji one part has and full had straight up a tiny little piece of jenny what i couldn't read the other parts but they weren't the names of the other girls and i was like oh and one was i want to go to sleep and the other you know and i was like this i mean he just why he's playing the field he yeah. wanted he wanted to know all of them And I don't blame him for it, but I think when you see the clips of him going to one girl saying kind of the exact same thing that he's saying to the other one, it feels a little bit douchey. Yeah. I mean, the last high from episode 11 is the final picks. So much wrinkled linen on that beach. (laughs) They must have been sitting there for hours sweating in them. They were so wrinkly. I find it funny that we have not mentioned any of the other couple. I know. <laughs> it's basically said it was said at this point. It was point. said and I but I also wondered about Country Hulk and Aminyoung, Boobs McGee. I wondered if they just kind of settled for each other. I don't think she settled, but I think he settled. Yeah. Country Hulk Jinseok was looking so good in that purple linen suit. Him and Minyoung make it to the end. So great. Everyone cheered the hardest for them. I think they had quite an arc uh, over there, yeah. 10 days on the islands. Mingyu and Gyuri, Coast Guard and Dollface. I mean, talk about settling. She's settling. She would have picked Minu if Minu hadn't gone Oh, absolutely. Rogue. Yeah. yeah. It's okay to settle okay. on a dating show. Right. We're not getting married. Right. Next up is Shion and Minu. Wonik goes up. He, he shoots his shot. You got to hand him. it to him. Good for him. He's got a pink shorts. Oh, that's suit right. On. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bold. Not really matching his personality, but <laughs> there we are. Xion, like, you know, basically saying goodbye to Wanique was like, um, I learned a lot from you and uh, yeah, had some good times. Like she could barely <laughs> yeah, spit it out. Didn't have anything to say. So she picks Minu. She actually knows nothing about him. <laughs> she just found out right. yesterday. They don't he's even so they young. have not gone on to Paradise. I know he's younger than her. They are really They're attracted cute together. together. So we're happy for them. And so, you know, the star of the show, Kwani, is up last. So you at this point thought he was going to pick Minji. I think I too thought he was going to pick Minji. I did, except when all of them were giving their spiel, I noticed that the first two, so Teletubby, Minji, and Foxy Bear, Hajong, both said something about themselves. And then it came... Time for Hezon Vitamin BBL to say her spiel. And she said, you're a great guy who's sweet and warm hearted. And I was like, was that going to be? I mean, she also got the last word. She got the last word. Remember how they kept saying whoever gets the last (laughs) word is going to be the one that he picks. But she was the only one who said, gave her reason as to why she liked him. Yeah. I then realized 
he could pick her because of that. Wow. Is he like the guy in Memento? Like his memory is so short that he could only remember the last thing a girl said to him. Well, that's the last place his penis ended up. Yeah, I mean, when he turned that way, his penis stayed. It was north. She was north. (laughs) I mean, so Minji comes. I mean, she basically jumps out out of her seat. She looks smoking hot she does. in that orange she does. dress that dress was perfectly so fit and on he her. complimented her on it he looks her up and down i know oh i mean that was a smoking moment i mean he saw that dress and he was like it wavered hajang comes up also I thought this was so brave. She didn't have to do yeah, that, you know, right. but she stuck with her guns and she knows she could go home with Habin and have kind of like a, you know, an acceptable ending to this journey. But no, right. she was like, no, I'm not, I'm not selling myself short. Yeah. So proud of her. Always proud of her. Hesan like sits and sits. If you look closely, he's kind of almost looking nervous that she's not coming. Oh, is he? And then he, when she gets up and starts walking, he like sighs a little bit in oh. relief. And even Hajang sees him sighing in relief and mm. she kind of smiles because she's like, oh, now I know he's yeah. going to pick her. He picks Hesan and I like cheered out of my seat. I was jumping up and down. Were I was you? so happy. Yeah. Yes. Why? What are your thoughts? I feel that she deserves better. That's true, but she doesn't deserve to be left on the beach by Kwani. That's fair. Right? That's like fair. if she had been left on the beach by Kwani, yeah, what been a disservice pissed. to her. Yeah. Exactly. For Minji of right. all people. I haven't done any real research on if they're still together or not, but I would, to be honest, I would be surprised if they stay together because I just don't think that she needs to be with a man like that. We shall see. A total high is Minji just standing there after the announcement. She's flabbergasted. Disbelief. What does she mutter to herself? Is this real life? I guess I get it. (laughs) Do I? Is this real life? Where's Hajong? Yeah. Hajong's like, like, cool, I knew it. I knew. You know what? They should do another show with just the four of them remaining, and then they have to claw their way back to Mm -hmm. Seoul somehow. (laughs) They should dig a tunnel. Yeah. Swim. So, yeah, that was it. A huge payoff, I thought, at the end. Like, we got four couples. We got some good personalities. We got some real duds. You need the duds. You know, you can't have only good personalities. I think that it doesn't make the there good personalities There were just too many shine. duds this season, I That's think. That's true. And I think one of the reasons why the men had more suitors than the women did this season is because there were more dud, dudly women. Is that the, is <laughs> dudly. the right? Mm-hmm. I, there were a few standouts. But I think there were a few men that stood out, whereas I think in the previous season, it maybe the women were a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Well, now that the show's over... I've now opened up my social media to their posts and I've been doing a little bit of research. I don't okay. know if you've done anything. I think the first rumor that's really interesting is that Hajang is reported, and this is a report by Next Shark, which I, which I think is legitimate. Like Next Shark is uh, an Asian American outlet. Yeah. And right? so they've reported that she is slated to be a panelist for season four. Oh. <gasps> Well, she's got some hot takes. Mm-hmm. And actually on the Esquire uh, YouTube clip that I watched with her and Country Hulk, she was saying, I'm really good at assessing people's personality, who they would work well, really well with, also what kind of cars they drive. What? Like she says she's really good at that. Maybe she was couching herself um, to be cast for that panel. But 
I think, I mean, she was the one that was like doling out advice to everyone. Yeah. So I think that's true. Yeah. This I mean, could be a real jump starter to a career. Apparently Dex is going to be on drama soon. Ooh. Well, she's got a million followers on Instagram. Oh, dang. That's huge. Uh, yeah. So, you know, she's already a star. That's more than Kwan Yi has. Huh? Yeah. But uh, if you go onto that YouTube clip I'm talking about, it's a, it's a YouTube video, Esquire Korea. She looks like a different person. Who does? Hajong? Hajong. Really? She's had some work done. Uh, oh, no. She actually looks very good. There's also a Korean American plastic surgeon on TikTok who's rating each of the ladies Ooh, to say what they've surgery. had done. Uh-huh. And every single one have had work done. And he thinks that Minji's the most natural to the point he's like, I think she's just using tape on her eye. Oh, I, really? Eyelids to get the double eyelid. Um, but he believes that she may have had like a little chin filler. So that seems to be really popular, the chin filler, because I guess that makes you look slimmer. Huh. All right. Good. Taking notes. Taking (laughs) notes for the next trip overseas. So it looks like An Min Young, Boobs McGee, and Jin Seok, Country Hulk, are no longer together. He revealed that in an interview. Oh. This week. Huh. Usually these couples will reveal immediately after the show has aired that they're together. Mm -hmm. Right? For example, on Love After Divorce, as soon mm-hmm. as the show last episode aired, the couples who were together revealed it. And here we haven't seen any of that. So that's a little suspicious. suspicious. Ooh, so that means he's single. Do we need to do a trip to Daegu? I mean, I'm down. We'll visit his cafe. Uh-huh. And then remember from last season, the guy who had a corn... The corn latte place. Latte place. Mm-hmm. We'll go visit that place. We'll go to the Pilates studio mm-hmm. that Amin Young is the office coordinator at. Yeah. And then... Um, we'll go to a basketball game. We'll go to we'll go to a basketball game. That would be really fun. We'll and have then to we'll get our your, chins done. Yeah. We'll get a little filler is. to look a little skinnier. Jin Silk announcing it before everybody else and just being very clear is so Jin Silk. Yeah, I know. It really is. It's just he's a classy guy. He's like not that. here to mess around. Yeah, and- he's not playing mind games. Give him a show. Give him like a traveling coffee barista Ooh, show. I would watch that. I would watch that. Or him and Ha Jung, they should have a show together. Yes. Well, and, and I guess she works near him. And so she goes to the cafe quite frequently. Oh. Yeah, that's what they said on that Esquire Korea, Esquire Korea uh, clip. So I saw on reddit that people had seen kwani had left comments on hezon's live or something like that and then he erased them and, and deleted something so then they were all suspicious about what was happening i mean it's wild the kind of sleuthing these people do i know but you know she's overseas she's studying right. abroad in britain <laughs> There's an interview where they ask him if he's still in a relationship with Hesan, and he's very vague. He's like, "Well, you know, we all the cast members keep in touch, so of course I keep in touch with her." And two people here, I'm not going to speak for us both. It was very vague. Wow, and- it's like a hobby answer. <laughs> So they're probably not dating. Right? There's a video also, her, just a YouTube video of her and Wonik having some kind of chat on his YouTube mm-hmm. channel. And it has like 1.5 million views or something. And she says something like, you were the top conversationalist for me in the, on the island or something like that. And so right. all these netizens are coming out and being like, what about Guan here? <laughs> like being idiots. That reminds me though of that scene where Hezan... Uh, vitamin BBL and Minji tell Tubby were sitting together and she's like, Hezan's like, you should go talk to Wanik. I mean, she's like, Son Wanik? 
the the person on this I'm like are you talking about that guy she's like he's really interesting she's like uh, um are you are first sure? of all it's day 10 yeah. so no i'm not doing and that. she was like i've never had a conversation with him yeah oh you know what else i saw is so Kwani's getting a lot of hate oh he is getting because of his behavior on the show i th- i think so you've kind of got to love him because he went on a live and he's like it's in it's kind of pathetic. This is what you do with your time. and Oh, to the people hating yeah, on him? Yeah, and he's like, rather than telling me how much you hate me, why don't you go look in the mirror and tell yourself you hate yourself? Or like something to that effect it's right. in Korean. I mean, he's kind of been a celebrity, and so he's used to it and uh, probably has pretty thick skin. Yeah. Okay, and another thing I saw. Somebody had posted that Hajong and Minji knew that Kwani was a basketball player before... They got on the island. So when they saw him, although they feigned recognition, Mm -hmm. they knew he was a basketball player and so then pursued him so hotly. And how they knew this is because they had both liked his post from previous. Like, But I'm not sure how you would know when they liked it. And then as soon as the show aired, those likes were gone. And again, people are crazy to have figured this out, but that's one rumor because people were like, why did they pursue him so... Well, I know Minji probably was attracted to him. Hajong, it was the people were like, he didn't treat you that great. So like, why... Well, and also the reactions to his profession wasn't as big as I thought. Like, yes. his son was like, oh, wow. Like, I've right. never met somebody, right. a professional athlete. And then Minji guessed, remember? And Minji guessed. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, so that sounds very fishy. Also, Habin was in My Demon. What's that? It's a new-ish Netflix K-drama. Oh, I did see that, A yes. few people have suggested that we recap that, but... There's another demon show that's on Amazon Prime that somebody told me about. Yes. It's the ex-idol. Yes. I started watching that. I think I watched one or two episodes and was fascinated by it. And it's dark it just, though, right? It is he, kind of dark. He's getting yeah. reincarnated in multiple exactly. lives. Yeah. We'll, we'll be watching something with a demon in it. There's a lot of demon yeah. shows you know, the right thing now. Is too, I would love to do a deep dive into why Koreans are so into demons and reincarnation, reincarnation. and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Grim Reaper? Like, I don't know that many words in Korean, but I just know the word Grim Reaper. Uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, why is that Hajang or something? <laughs> well, it's good to see Habin getting work. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have much more to say beyond. Good for him. Well, that was fun. What a journey. I'm, as we're always sad to see these guys go. Hopefully we will see Ha Jung next year on Singles Inferno 4. Oh, I am excited for great. her. I feel like she has a big entertainment career ahead of her. We are so glad you guys came on this journey with us. Thank you so much. We will be back with a new show next week. Check out our Instagram. We'll announce which show that we're going to recap. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.